0: Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about the results of unhealed trauma. And trauma is a very interesting thing because everybody handles trauma very differently. Some people are very resilient to trauma and some people get very wounded and scarred by trauma. And it's just an individual way of reacting and responding to major stress and overwhelm. Two people can be in the same exact car accident. It could be overwhelming, could be devastating, but one walks away emotionally and mentally fine and they can get back in a car and they feel fine with their lives and they move on in a healthy way. And the other person can get stuck, never want to get in a car again, live with fear, live with flashbacks and it's hard to say why one person is more resilient than another person but how you respond to trauma is your way of responding to trauma so there's no wrong we just want you to know that trauma can affect you in a very devastating way if it's not processed in a healthy way so I'm going to share with you ways and results of unhealed trauma And if you can relate to any of these, I'm hoping that you will start to heal from the trauma that you experienced. It might be one trauma. It might be complex traumas, traumas over time. It could be childhood trauma. It could be recent trauma. It could be anything that's really overwhelmed and devastated your nervous system and your spirit. So some results of unhealed trauma. Flashbacks. A lot of soldiers who go off to war have flashbacks. People who have been raped or attacked have flashbacks. People who witnessed an attack or witnessed violence, a child who witnesses violence in their home will have trauma from that witnessing. So we can get flashbacks from any experience that really imprinted into our nervous system and we haven't processed it out. And a flashback is very intense because a flashback feels like you're right there back in it. Your nervous system, your brain, your body feels like you're reliving the trauma. And it's important that we start to recognize when these flashbacks happen because you can heal from the flashbacks. And it's important to start to notice when they happen so you can start to process them out. But flashbacks is a very real manifestation. Of unhealed trauma nightmares having nightmares about the event reliving the event it's almost like a flashback but while you're sleeping and your brain is trying to consciously work out what happened and understand what happened and process it and it turns into nightmares where your body is responding and I think it's important to understand that when the body responds in such an intense way and it's reliving a trauma Your body is not at ease. Your body is not resting. It's hypervigilant. It's completely activated. It's charged. And it's not healthy for your heart, your nervous system, your body, your spirit, your mind. So we have to learn how to process the trauma so our bodies can live at ease and we can let go of those past hurts. Intrusive memories. So we might overthink or these thoughts keep popping into our head, like we're trying not to think about the trauma, but it's really hard to push it away, especially when it's been so intense. And so it comes in as intrusive memories, overthinking. It really invades our everyday life. Have you ever seen somebody with a startle response when you touch them and they jump, when they don't know you're behind them and they get scared? They hear a car backfire and they jump. This is the startle response, which is another response to trauma. Their bodies are living in a heightened state of hypervigilance, so fearful that the trauma is going to happen again, that their body is always ready for it to happen again. I've talked about how animals, when they are in a traumatic event, if a hunter is shooting at a deer, the animal runs for safety it flees it fights and flights and then once it gets to safety it it's fine again it starts eating the grass it doesn't look for fear it doesn't look for danger humans are always looking for the danger we're always living in fear when we've been traumatized it's because it stays with our brain it stays with our body and that startle reflex says that your body is not at ease and it's waiting for the next traumatic event shame and self-hatred is another manifestation of trauma especially if it's a sexual abuse and emotional abuse uh, childhood abuse childhood trauma We sometimes internalize it and believe it's our fault. Why would that person do that to me? What did I do wrong to make that happen? Well, if you are a victim of childhood trauma, shame on the adult that hurt you. Shame on the person that hurt you. You should not carry the shame because it's not yours to carry you were a child. And so having shame, people who have been raped, they blame themselves. Maybe I shouldn't have drank that night. Maybe I shouldn't have wore that outfit. Well, no, you shame the the predator that hurt you. No one's allowed to hurt you, regardless of your outfit and what you're wearing. So people who have been traumatized will internalize self-loathing, they'll internalize shame, and these are things that you shouldn't have to carry because it wasn't your fault we want to be able to release that and that shame is a heavy feeling it's a really heavy spirit to carry and we don't want to carry that because again it puts our bodies in an uneasy state and it's heavy we want to let that go panic attacks People who are living in a traumatic state, in a hypervigilant state, where their body is not in a homeostasis, and they're not emotionally regulated, they end up having panic attacks. Anything could set them off, and they feel like their heart is beating so fast they're gonna have a heart attack, or they are having a heart attack, so it feels. But a panic attack, again, hypervigilance in the nervous system your vagus nerve is out of whack you're not emotionally regulated we want to be able to come back to a homeostasis and process process out trauma so we can continue to live in ease or start to live in ease emotional overwhelm people who have had complex trauma trauma over time emotional trauma as children sexual trauma physical trauma they get overwhelmed very easily. So when something happens in their lives, it adds to the trauma that hasn't been processed, it adds to the trauma that hasn't been healed. And the emotional overwhelm is very powerful and overwhelming. And it's important that we process out Each trauma as they happen so we can stay in an emotional regulation people who have not processed out their trauma and they continue to be affected by future traumas and future stress are not living in emotional regulation and they are experiencing overwhelm every time something happens in their lives that's stressful chronic pain and migraines These are a direct result of how your body's responding to the world. Migraines are overwhelmingly painful, but they're a manifestation of your heart in a fight or flight state, and it's just shooting that blood up. It's a dysregulation that we want to control. We need to come back to a homeostasis, a very even plateau, chronic pain we've talked before about the polyvagal theory and when you are not emotionally regulated your vagus nerve is out of whack your vagus nerve connects your heart to your brain and if you live in a fight or flight state you're going to have a lot of chronic pain and uh, physical illnesses that are above the heart heart disease neck pain shoulder pain migraines jaw pain and if you have Uh, if you experience trauma below the heart and you freeze in trauma or collapse in trauma, you're going to have physical ailments and chronic pain below the heart, digestive issues, hip pain, lower back pain, genital issues. So it's important, very important that you learn how to emotionally regulate yourself. And emotional regulation starts with healing any past trauma that is still affecting your nervous system and your mind. Eating disorders happens as a result of trauma, especially childhood trauma, because people who experience eating disorders, what they're trying to do is exhibit some sort of control over their lives, control and being able to manage something in their lives. So if their lives have been out of control. People with eating disorders are trying to control something or some people who are starving themselves or bulimic and throwing things up. It's almost like a um, self-sabotage, a shaming of the self, and they're hurting their own bodies as a way of dealing with the trauma, it's this—it's the shaming that's causing them to hurt themselves, and it's not even a conscious thing, it's not always an awareness that people have when they have an eating disorder, but it's either trying to gain control or this shameful feeling that they have within as a result of childhood trauma. So it's important, very important that you get the help that you need. Substance abuse. Many people turn to self-medicating when the trauma has been so intense in their lives and they don't know how to regulate themselves. They don't feel comfortable in their own skin. They don't feel like the world is a safe place. They don't feel like their bodies is a safe place, especially if you've been physically or sexually abused. You feel like your body is not a safe place. You can't trust your body. You can't trust yourself. So people self-medicate to numb these overwhelming feelings and then it becomes an addiction it becomes an abusive way to hurt your body as a numbing effect and so it's important to know that you can heal from this you can get the help that you need wouldn't it be nice not to have to numb yourself and just to be able to be in a homeostasis a place of ease within your body mind and spirit Self-destructive behaviors. some people are cutters, some people are very reckless, Uh, some people are very promiscuous, they're doing self-destructive things because they want that adrenaline rush, they want to feel something. A lot of times people who have had complex trauma have moved into this numb space. Base of feeling nothing so they move into self-destructive behaviors so they can get that rush they can feel something and it's not a healthy way to deal with the trauma it's a dangerous way to deal with the trauma it could really hurt you in the end and I have to go back to cutting because cutting is very much like eating disorders it's a way of feeling something but it's also a, a control thing a person who has a lack of control in their lives will cut so they can control that in their lives. It's, it's within their power to do it. So it's an interesting concept. It's foreign to people who don't understand it, but to the cutter or to the person with the eating disorder or the reckless person, it makes complete sense to them, but that's because they're distorted and there's this shameful feeling within them from the unhealed trauma that's causing these behaviors. Some people who have had childhood trauma don't have very many memories of their childhood. They have little or no memory. Even a person who has had a a trauma in adult life, they might not really remember it because our brain protects us from that. Our consciousness protects us from the intense pain. So we know we've experienced pain and trauma but our brain is protecting us by not letting us recall it. And that's okay, you don't have to recall your trauma to heal it, you just need to know that you're not in regulation you're not calm you're not safe in your body you're not safe in the world so knowing that is enough you don't have to recall the memories you don't have to recall the awful details of what you experience you just want to be able to start practicing coming back to a self-regulated state dissociation many people who dissociate and they escape reality they just dis- stop paying attention to what's going on and it's not a conscious thing. People who have been sexually abused tend to be dissociators because they take themselves out of their body so they don't have to experience this abuse. And have you ever heard of somebody who said I, I wasn't even in my body? I felt like I was looking down at what was happening. That is a defense mechanism of our nervous system to separate us out from the pain and the hurt that we're experiencing. But as a result, people start dissociating in life as they move forward if if the trauma is not healed. You dissociate when there's stress. You start to not pay attention. You start to focus on something else. You take your mind off what's going on. You come out of present moment experience and you start to wander off in your brain They're starting to say that ADHD and trauma are related because people with ADHD all of a sudden start paying attention to something else. And wouldn't it be nice to be curious why you're doing that for that certain thing? Like why all of a sudden do you need to pay attention to something else? And it could be a result of trauma and a dissociation. Loss of interest and depression. We start to feel like nothing matters, we don't matter, life doesn't matter, you don't have the passion and joy that you might have had before, especially if you've had a recent trauma, an overwhelming experience, you've been really hurt and betrayed, you've been physically hurt in an accident, you've had a sudden illness and it's overwhelming, all of a sudden you've lost interest and you're feeling depressed and it's a natural manifestation of an intense situation but you want to get the help that you need and process out this trauma and this overwhelm because you don't want to live in a numb state you don't want to live in a depressed state you want to continue to enjoy your life and whatever that trauma was doesn't get to take away your joy Right now you're healing and so you're not going to feel much joy, but you can feel joy again. So it's important that you get a counselor, get a therapist, get a coach, get a support group, get a spiritual guide, whatever you need to do to heal Insomnia happens as a result of trauma as well. Our bodies are completely activated. We're not in homeostasis. We're dysregulated. Our nervous systems are jittery. They're, our neurons are firing. We're not calm. We're not at ease. And when this happens, our brains start highly functioning and our nervous system starts highly functioning, and we can't rest. We can't sleep. So it's important that we come back to healing so we can get a good night's sleep, so we can have a higher vibration, so we're better equipped to deal with overwhelm. Decreased concentration. It's hard to concentrate when you're dealing with trauma. You can't focus on what's in front of you because your body's not at ease. It's so important to understand that these things are connected. All of it's connected. Trauma pain, abuse, accidents, witnessing, violence, all these things are traumatic events that affect our nervous system. And our nervous system is directly related to our brain. Our brain's directly related to our bodies and we are put in a dysregulated state from the overwhelm and our bodies will not be at ease unless we heal. And if we want to be healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, we have to do the work of healing out the trauma. You might have lived with the trauma so long that you're used to living in this dysregulated state, but imagine not living there anymore. Imagine living with peace. Imagine living with ease. Imagine feeling safe in this world. Imagine feeling regulated imagine getting a good night's sleep. Imagine your body relaxing. Imagine when you get scared by something, you just say, oh, then you go back to normal real quick, and you're not hypervigilant. Your body can learn how to be at ease again. But it's important to know that the trauma that you've experienced in your life, the overwhelm that you've experienced in your life, you might not even realize how much imprinted you. But if you're not regulated, if all these manifestations that I have just shared with you are part of your life, then it's time for you to heal. There's nothing wrong with going to a therapist to heal. There's nothing wrong with talking about your story. There's nothing wrong about sharing your experience with somebody who can be there for you and guide you to a healthy way of living reframing your past helping you to see a new way to live and teaching you how to regulate your emotions so your body can be at ease you deserve healing you deserve to be free of these manifestations and results of trauma you deserve to have a happy life and to come back to a state of ease and peace Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote-unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link, support the show, and you can support us financially. And just share it, tell everyone you know. Stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.